bro, it's like cat and mouse. It was nuts. I'm running. I've stopped. I've looked. I've seen them. I'm like, shit, let me hide behind the wall. Then I've carried on getting up again. It was like a game, bro. It was like San Andreas, dog. It was mad. So I'm running now. I've stopped behind the car. I was like, shit, I could hear them all breathing, bro. It was mad. There he is. There he is. But I weren't there. But they thought that it was me there. But it weren't me there. But I'm preying them. But they're not preying me because I'm preying them. They don't know where I am. It was nuts. So then two twos. I've come out now. But I've come out too soon. Situation, it still it upsets me more like than the first one because it's like you you you, you tried to kill me in it. Like, it's mad and it really upsets me because I'm like raw like you really left me for dead, bro. Mum and dad flew me to Trinidad for four months in it because I'm still kind of young and it's a bit of a it's, everyone's panicky in it. Was there for four months. I come back now, so this is where it starts. Now. I got stabbed the day I come off the plane now. You're joking. Yeah. Oh Kid you not, bro. The moment I got like laid down in the water and come back up, I was reborn again. Literally, I've not stopped chasing God since that day. New questions every day. How's a brother supposed to sleep? Listen, I give youngers books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. But did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the domino offense. Back in for another week. We're in here with uh, some motherhood actor, Jerome DeRouge, bro. Come Welcome. on. Come on, come on. Down, man. Love my guys. I've heard a lot from Eddie. He said he's got, got an interesting story. So yeah. Good to, good, good to speak about it and the progression to yeah. how you are now and featuring in some big blockbuster films. Yeah. I was saying, to, saying off camps, motherhood is like, it's a blast from the past. It's like a nostalgic for the millennials. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That's, yeah. It's that like London experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming from kid outhood to adulthood, the growth yeah. and yeah, man, what it's about. It's beautiful still. But then, yeah, we got me. We got, no, we got on my left got a plant-based warrior come on we got the meatless crew the vegan dickhead haters gonna hate away from wish you 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 no i love it i love it i love it i love we're it back, we're back we're back so ed's aka eddie christian come on man then we got me the most masculine host of the don't podcast. let him gas you blood this guy <laughs> lies his height on fucking dating apps, bro. not anymore what he did. <laughs> yeah, was, he had to put a couple inches on there. Yeah, me. It was hard times. But um, yeah, so we're inside yeah. talking a bit about your story. Crazy, yeah. what do you forget? Oh, I forgot again. <laughs> oh, my days, Every man. fucking episode. Bro. Uh, do you know what I mean? I remember last time though. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, without further ado, let's get ready to a domino! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I listen. love it. I love it. I love it. Love is, that. Is that, that, the train? The is that the train? Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best reaction we've got so far. Yeah. Still. Most people just like, oh, yo, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man's ready. You get it? It's that Rocky Balboa ish. You get it? Yeah. Stairs, bro. You get I love me? it. I love it. But listen, we're back again with another fantastic guest. You know, we keep bringing you great guests. So all we ask is that you like, share, and subscribe. In it, yeah. We congratulated you lot last week for getting us to 10k, but that's the first milestone. We did say by the end of this year we hit 10k, so we hit it early. So again, we appreciate you for all the support. But now it's all about getting to the next one, isn't it? 50 to 100. So mm. carry on supporting us. We're working on a lot of different things and only support's going to help us get us there faster. But with that said, do you have the analytics to hand? Yeah, so as you said, we've got 10K on Instagram, 10K on YouTube. 
going back to the 50k on TikTok before we removed, and it's just a work in progress. Once we go viral again, as we always do on TikTok, it just comes in in a big wave. So thank you guys for supporting. Um, yeah, and things are still popping off, and we've just got more content coming for you. We might be in a new studio soon, so we're gonna upgrade all the shit. So we might be doing a live show as well. You gotta pull our trousers uh, up. Oh yeah, box, box Park, isn't it? January. Uh, but you, uh, let's, let's not speak too soon. We have to uh, edit that bit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just start speaking. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, we got something. We, yeah, we potentially got something cooking up in it. So yeah, he's not stay ready for that one. It's gonna be interesting. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, go on. Let's do this. So. But yeah, Jerome, man, we just wanted to talk about really today about your life and how you got into to acting and like, yeah, like, get a bit James English with it. Like, where did it begin? Begin, yeah. Boy, where do I start, man? I, like, so I've been singing and acting since the age of six. Mm. Um, I went to an acting school called Bowdens. Mm. Um, From six years old, you went? Yeah. Oh, mad. Um, did you, is that because you had an interest or did your parents? Do you know what? parents okay. because I, like, I always tell people like you see when you're young like you don't know what you want to do mm. you know like you always kind of just you're happy go lucky and it's always like even with my kids I let them get on with what they want to get on with obviously within reason that it's beneficial but like just just let a kid explore so I think that's what my my mum and dad let me do and I think they realized that I was very creative mm. um one would say like, I, I'm always pinging off the walls. Like literally one would say like, to the point they thought I had ADHD bro, cause I'm mm. very active, but it doesn't always need to insinuate that. It, like it could just mean that this person has just got so much high energy and loving what he does. So like literally from the age of six till I believe double digits, 10 acting school. And every part that I got um, casted for, it was a singing role. So from then onwards, I just kind of, the, the acting went away and like the singing just stayed at an all time high. Do you understand? So it was always touch and go throughout life. Cause like, like I always say, everything's consistency, but with a child, you don't know what you're, what you want to become or what you want to do. You just do things. And if it suits you, it suits you. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but you need to try in order to then find out your, your, your end, end goal of what you want to become. So um, yeah, that's how it started on that sense as a child. Mm. Um, I did play a few parts like when I was a kid Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Bugsy Malone did, 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 so when you start to discover this is what you wanted to do did your parents guide you in a certain direction because I yeah. believe that whilst you should allow your kid to explore to decide an avenue that they want to go down it's yeah. also important that the parents when they discover that thing that yeah. there's the guidance there to push them in a particular direction yes yeah I, one thing I will say is I, I don't I've not got that narrative of my dad wasn't there for me I, I've been born and raised in a broken home I, I'm not going to say that because it's very cliched you know but so I, I can actually say that my mum and dad were there for me very good decent role models what, what, so they were married and yeah, yeah okay. they were married they're, they're, they've split now but still good uh, parents they co-parent whatever blah 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 but like you just said it's always good to, 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 to nurture your child and guide them through the steps so you see, it's always good to be a, a good parent. It's not just about materialistic stuff for me. Being a good parent is about being there for them, um, expressing, showing love. That's what a child needs. Mm -hmm. um, because I've noticed that like little things like them taking me to drama school, like I've seen it even in movies. I, I know it sounds weird, but it's like I've seen it in movies and these things happen in reality where you see in the movie that... The, the child is so good at something. It could be football. It could be netball. It could be singing. But they have to go to rehearsals by themselves in a pouring rain. And I, and I use the example of a film is because I've literally seen it in real life 
and in the film as well. But I was very fortunate to have my parents take me to training football. I used to play football as well. Take me to football training, take me to vocal training, take me to acting. So it made me feel good. Look, my parents are here while there were other kids without uh, without um, their parents there. And obviously we're not to know or understand, but they don't know and understand, but it could suppress them as well. So yeah, they, on that sense of what you said, it was really good because they were there for me. Mm. As much as verbally saying, oh, look, we can get him into this. They were there, literally like there for me. You know what I'm saying in it? So yeah, man, that was good. That was good. That was good. It was good. It, for me, is, you know what? When you're growing up as a child here, yeah, because... Um, a lot of us have gone through domestics and it's crazy because obviously just touching on like I'm 36 now and like where domestics in between your parents yeah yeah yeah, I've seen that that. okay yeah yeah. so it's like people don't understand like there's a terminology childhood trauma and like as you get older if you don't if you identify and witness uh, a lot of domestics as a child it's in your head. It's like imprinted as your in your head, and and the way you respond to things. There we go. Like sometimes, the way I've responded to things in the past, it makes me sick. But mm. then I look back and yeah, it, and it reminds me of things that I've yeah. seen. I'm like, why am I responding this way? Yeah, and certain things trigger me to a level that shouldn't trigger. Trigger, yeah. Someone else, yeah. So I hear that. Yeah, and it's like my mum and dad used to argue quite a lot um consistently so it will damage a child mentally especially emotionally more emotionally um so when there has been times at my age like where i may have argued in front of my children uh with the with the with the the mothers of my children when you're in the moment and it's all about responding um you never react never react to anything because reacting to something is uh is impulsive you just took the words out of my mouth <laughs> because when you react that means you're acting out of impulse which you means you, you mean you can make irrational decisions mm. and when you make irrational decisions it's then just your one it is your ego because uh, you feel deflated in a battle with somebody and it's all about controlling your feelings and emotions which is so easier said than done because when you're in a situation you want to respond because that's the ego. That's one hundred percent. And there's one thing I always talk about is self awareness. Mm. So if you if you have that level of self awareness to understand that in this particular situation, this thing's gonna jar me. Yes. And once you're aware that these particular things jar you, not at home, having one of those moments. Yes. Let me just think about the situation. Yeah. But often enough, people don't take the time to reflect on what it is that causes problems in their lives. So yeah. Like, with me, whenever I've been in a situation, for example, like where I've argued with a girl. Yeah. I'll be like, well, that, I'll ask myself later. That got to me. Yeah. Why did it? Get Why to did me? it get to me? What, what's what's going on here? Yeah. What yeah. is it about this particular thing that was said to me that affects me in such a way that I reacted this way? Yeah. And I keep digging and digging and digging. Yeah. And once I understand what that thing might be or yeah. what it is, that can't affect me no more. Yeah. So I'm having the same conversation again. I can just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Now when we're both in a place where I can actually get my point across, then we can yeah reach the solution we're looking for. Yeah. And for me, it was like dealing with me growing up, dealing with certain type of women. It's like they brought something out of me that. I didn't even know I had or yeah, and it reminds me of certain figures from the past, and I'm just like, so certain women I've like had to cut off because I'm like, you bring a side out of me which I just yeah mm. hate and detest. Like the fact that you can trigger me to that point, yeah, where well, you're doing such things that, and I was saying that to somebody the other day. Um, people know what they're doing, 
you see, and, and, and then this then stems to all the mindsets, the subconscious mind, the analytical mind, and the conscious mind. People consciously know what they're doing. Now, for instance, it's like, okay, I'm a strong believer. I'm a mentor and a motivational speaker and a therapist. So I love helping people. This is a gift that God's given me. So for me, I'm naturally born to just be clean hearted, clean soul, pure, and just help where I can. Now, I always try and tell people, look, listen, like it costs nothing to send someone a message in the morning. Hey, how you doing? Not even so much in the morning throughout the day. Hey, how you doing? Now for the time spent on Instagram and social media, when people say, oh, I'm busy, I say it, but <laughs> it's to a degree of, of how busy are you? There's 24 hours in a day. Mm. Now, when you when you can find so much time to be on social media, for example, you still found that time to go on social media, which takes up a lot of our time to navigate your mindset through that. But then the people that you claim you care about, you, you can't check in. And the way that this world is at the moment is so corrupt, bro. We need to keep continuing to spread love. There's so much going on. Now, I think I've had so much love to give because I've worn my heart on my sleeve. I still do, but I'm very selective with who I wear my heart on my sleeve with because I lost myself. I lost touch of who I was. I denied myself. I denied my own love. I was giving, 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 giving. I didn't understand, but I was happy because I felt accepted, mm. which then stems to validation. Now it's all about internal validation, but not external. In, in these in these circumstances that you felt you lost yourself, what are you talking about in 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 the ends with the mandem? Are you talking about in relationships? Are you talking about all of like what exactly are you talking about? All above. Mm -hmm. Now being in the ends with the mandem, being involved in gang violence, mm. being stabbed, being shot at, mm. um, had acid thrown in my face, so that traumatized me. Then feeling like these boys ain't my friends, man. They're not, they don't care about me. But you don't know at the time because you are accepted. And this is what I try and talk to these young kids about when I go to the schools and do motivational talks. Don't now be another statistic because what will happen is, is that once you get yourself in that place of a, of a, of a dark area of your life, what happens is it's harder to get, it's easy to get in, but it's hard to get out. Mm. Now it's crazy because you want to be accepted. You want that validation from your peers, your friends who now become your family. You forget your family at home, whatever the reason may be. Some people may not have family. So I'll base it on that. And you've got your family at home, but you just want to be in the in crowd. It's not worth it. I've been there, done that, wore the t-shirt. And I know that I wasn't cut from that cloth. I'm not a bad boy, but it was a case factor of I'd, I wanted to fit in. So you, did you have any siblings? Yeah, there's six of us all together. So there's six siblings, so quite a big family. Yeah. Two parents were there for, how long of their uh, life, do you say? Well, two no, are, well, How long were they married before they separated? In, my mum and dad? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was still in school uniform, I remember, because they, they split up. I was on my way home from school and a lot was going on. But it was, I think I was... I don't know how long ago it was, you know. I know how long ago it was, but I can't remember what year. Yeah, but yeah. I was still in uniform. Okay, cool. So, what was it that would you say drove you to to the road life? Just because you had the big family. Yeah. You had siblings. Your parents were together for a certain duration. So, I'd still argue that the fact you was in school would still have an impact on your psychology. Yes. Um, and not being able to focus properly. And not being able to focus yeah. properly. So, so, I think that would also be very important, but then... Like, you know, what, what would you say was the driving point for wanting to be a part of that? I'll be honest with you. My mum and dad were arguing so much, bro, yeah, that I started committing self-harm. 
Serious. At the age of, I remember now, it was between, I think it was nine. Now, what's a nine-year-old doing? Uh, how do you know, like, what, what self, to do? What think, with self so something wasn't right in my head. Mm. I was scared. I was getting bullied at school, by the way. Coming home to then be hearing that. So that's one for one to take, too much for one to take in at the age of nine. You're getting bullied at school. What were you getting bullied for at school? I can I don't know. Or just stupid things where they just like they just it was it was older yeah just being picked yeah, on. Yeah, like they, the older man just felt like we're just gonna bully. Yeah, yeah. bully. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. and what these men looked after you? No, 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 no. This was in school, but these were just you see what it is, yeah. You see what I've come to realize, yeah. This for me, yeah. When people's mindset is touched in such a certain way of of nastiness, yeah, and toxicity, those are the nasty evil people that it's the jealousy stems in them. Now. You see me, I'm very woke that you just don't know how many people that are out there cutting their eye at you behind closed doors because they resent you so much because of your energy. Do you know materialistic stuff means shit all? Do you know the most biggest, baddest man in the room could be in the room, but somebody could walk in. Brother, it's happened. I've walked in the room, but it's my energy, my aura that is so uplifting that it could it could crush him because of his level of thinking. So when I'm in school these times, I'm a kid thinking, why am I being picked on? I always had the latest trainers call. I always had the latest little mobile phone call. Maybe that was the reason. I don't know. But why me? Why was it me that was getting picked on all the time? To the point that I remember that it was messing with my head. So my uncle and my dad came down and just the boy got moved to in it. That was it. And I was a kid because no one's parents want to hear or see their child getting bullied to a point. I'm scared to go in school. But then I had to go to school because I didn't want to be at home because my mum and dad are arguing. But I'm going home, getting a glass, smashing it and slicing in my arm why are you knowing to do that at the age of nine mm. so my head was so messed at that time i wasn't telling nobody it was only because my mum was like why is your arm like what's going on you get me it was mad bro it was mad so there was so much trauma going on from such a young age that i didn't deal with up to the later um, stages of my life to the person the man that i am now with the ongoings of more stuff happening bro if that's not dealt with you will turn psychotic i'm telling yeah, you that's interesting because you, you you mentioned the cliche of the situation of ah oh, i'm not the type of person to say both well, my, my um you know my parents went there blah blah blah. yeah but the traumatic experiences that you suffered emulate the experiences of those who were born in like into single parent homes or okay situation where they had negative relationships with their parents because yeah. it's like cool your parents didn't intentionally do these things but the byproducts of their actions still dramatically impacted like yes you was yeah, as a person. As a person. There we go. But, but, but bringing it on the time, like how did it, because obviously you paint a picture of, obviously you was, even you had a lot of energy, you was obviously, had a heart on your sleeve. Like I say, probably a sweet boy as a lot of us are when they're, they're kids. How did it suddenly manifest into you getting involved in, in the gang. gang violence? I think I didn't feel that nurturing and love at home. I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't, even though I know that my mum and dad loved me. Uh, but did they love you materialistically or did they love you physically? My mum loved me. Yeah. My dad was very much materialistic. Mm. He's very, um, what's the word? He's uh, emotionally... Unavailable. Unavailable. Yeah. But that's like most black fathers. Though. Yes. But, that's but, most black, black but it's fathers. mad that I'm different. Mm. When I tell you, bro, I've got so much love to give, like... I like I, I'm able to hug my kids to the point they're getting older now. Like when I kiss them, they're like move, man. They're like move, man. So I'm looking at them like raw. Like you're my kid though, still, but they're getting older. I'm like raw, but I love them. It's that kids feed off it. 
You get me? I still get my kids things that they want. Yeah, I've spoiled them. But now as they're getting older, it's all about discipline. All about discipline. Because obviously they say, like when your parents say, like, don't brock your kids bad, innit? I've done it with my kids. But because I've put a chop on it now and it's all about discipline now, they're thinking, oh, like, how come daddy's not being Mr. Nice Guy? It's not that. I need you to understand that when you do go into this real world, it's not just about materialistic Bro, stuff. You it's need to learn to deal with adversity. There we go. And it may come. And it may it come. It will come. It everybody, will come. Everybody has to it face will it come. Different ways. Yeah, exactly that. So I think my parents were, my, my dad, like we said, was emotionally unavailable. And he always used to buy me things. Mm. If I was to talk to my dad even now about a situation, oh, I'll back, I'll back, someone's calling me. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm 36, but I still need someone to talk to you. I'm a dad, I should be able to talk to you. Yeah. It's mad, weird, bro. It's mad, weird. So it's I, mad, I, weird. I think because. Obviously, yeah, you, you, you've had a mass, like a mad traumatic experience, which has led you down the particular path. But I also think that for the development or the benefit of the conversation, because too often do we talk about the gang stuff, but not the solutions or what comes of it. Mm. And obviously, you've had quite a good outcome. You found the Lord. That's also another thing I want to mention as well. Is that when did you start to like realize that change needs to come? Change needs to come. But then, with that said, yeah. um, I want to do it in a timeline. I don't want to skip ahead. Then, yeah. So, but with that done, so like. From the, the situation where you're in school, you're getting bullied, your uncle's come and batted up the youths. Cool. Where does it start to get peak in a sense of like stabbings and shootings? So when I did leave school, like from <coughs> that moment, I just started moving bad. Mm. Like, oh, so it wasn't year nine, it was actually after school. Yeah. Most people year nine, year eight is where it starts. So yeah. Kind of yeah, the year after. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. As a GCSEs. Okay. So I'm bunking. I'm missing school now. I'm doing that stuff. The whole just not going to school. Then slowly hanging around with people and just going out on the weekend saying I'm going here, but I'm not. I'm going there. Then when I did um, finish school now, I went to Enfield College now to study IT. And then when you're you're 16 when you finish, right? GCSEs, 15. 15, 20, 16, 16. 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I've done my GCSEs. I passed. All right, cool. Boom, 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 boom. So then from the age of 18, by then I'm angry now. I'm just angry. I'm angry now. Because Are you still acting? No. By then it's finished also now. Yeah, because there, there was a gap that I was saying and this was the gap now. So... I'm just being a teenager now, just linking bare girls, just going out on the weekends, coming home late, lying to my parents now, just finding extra reasons to not want to go home because of the longevity of the 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 um the mental abuse and the arguing and getting away. Anyway, cut long story short, 18's come now, I've got my first car now. Cool. But then I'm hanging around with people in the Edmonton area now. So that's where it started to get very political now because now I'm involved and associated in a gang now. Cool. So then obviously the 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 ongoings from with Tottenham and Edmonton, cool, it just started getting mad. Mm. Mm. But then it was it was very slow uh the way it started to build because um it was just car windows getting smashed. It wasn't the real bloodshed the bloodshed didn't start then it was minor car windows getting smashed going outside people's houses just shouting outside nothing too major cool people's chains getting taken whatever blah 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 this or that other. i remember it like it was yesterday then it kind of navigated into a different set of people getting into it from a different area code in tottenham now that's when it started getting political now there's bloodshed now so Obviously, there's just there's just stabbings going going on left, right, and centre. Wherever it is, it's on site. 
cool like you get us we get you you get us we get you but I was always somebody that wasn't one to hang around on the block innit I was always linking a different gal I was always in every rave and more time I weren't even with them and them sometimes I was doing whatever but more time I'm just out and about freelancing Forgetting what just happened yesterday, thinking mm, mm, I'm alright, bro. You're not alright. Just walk around with William the show. Yeah, William. After you know what happened yesterday and what you did, cool. But that's just always been something in my head. It's mad weird. Like I just, I'm not even thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm doing it for the sake of doing it because I'm just with the in crowd. Mm. I'm not intentionally thinking I'm going to. You get me? Certain man, it's just it is willy nilly, and then just carrying on. Alright, cool. So that's when I went to. A, club in Wood Green called KO. Don't know if you lot remember it time ago. Club KO used to be then it called was called Coochie on the high road. The only clubs I went around there was um, what was it, Warehouse. Oh yeah, you know Warehouse yeah, yeah. in it, yeah. That place, was, that place was like a ghetto party. The maddest house everywhere. Near the Tesco's up and ran back. I saw something mad happen outside whenever I went. Like you just hope it's not you. Yeah. Like, I saw someone run someone over in a car into a fence. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Mad, that yeah. Place, that warehouse place. place it mad. was bizarre. But yeah, go on. Sorry. But yeah, so like from that day, I remember it like it was yesterday. So obviously I've gone to... Um, KO now with a few people and I just got a new car again so it's mad so what I've done is I've parked my car in such a tight space cool so obviously coming out it's going to be headache now remember that in it cool gone now with my jacket but I'm thinking halfway through boom I've like gone outside now but I've taken my jacket because I didn't want to put it in the cloakroom because after now it's just long trying to get your jacket all right boom 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 me and I think two girls must have walked back to my car Followed me to my car, dropped, put the, the jacket in the car, cool. As I'm walking back up now, like towards the high road of Wood Green, like I've seen some people coming towards me from a bend. Like say I'm walking up this way, they've come from that way, like towards me, like with balaclavas and stuff. So I'm looking around me now thinking who they're running after because they're running. So I'm thinking, okay, your automatic reaction goes into panic mode because no one wants to see a load of man them running with balaclavas with a, things in their hands. It's very intimidating. <laughs> so, <course>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, no, I stayed in. No, yeah, I'm no, not staying anywhere. I'm winging. I'm so I'm like, yo. Well, the Twitch fibers start working, yeah, boy. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. So I'm gone, but instead of running ahead of me or across the road to get, like I've run back on myself thinking car. But bro, but your car's in the tight space. Here we go. So the the girls are running. I'm running. They're running after me. But the girls are running after them. Running after me now. It was like a movie. But I've got asthma now. So my body's giving in. I'm slowing down. I'm panting. All I, all I felt was bye over my head. Now something hit over my head. Cool. So obviously I'm getting beaten up now. Boom, 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 boom. Getting stabbed up. Whatever. But then there How was. How many times they stab you? The first. Well, I've been stabbed 19 times altogether. So the right, first right. time was. Um, my maths is good. The first time was seven times. And then That's the rest. quite a few, like... Yeah. Was it like, not bum-bum stabs, they actually tried to... No, body, body. Body, actually... Yeah, yeah, the one on my head here. I got sliced. Yeah. So, like, that one. But God is good, you know, because as I'm getting beaten up, obviously, on on, on one of the roads in Wood Green, Gladstone Avenue, yeah, mm. the um, one of the... Obviously, it's just like rows of houses. Um, I've obviously fell over and collapsed outside someone's house. So the woman's just looking like down, watching what's going on, filming it. She's helping me though. She's filming, but screaming, saying, get off him. 
So she's come downstairs now and she's video recording it for a reason initially to to give to the police. So she's called the police. So she's helping me to get off him. Yeah. As an adult, she's recording it for the purpose of that in, in our society now or younger generation. You're filming it just Snitching. to promote like some yeah, right. idiot yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So... Obviously, when you're in motion of doing what you're doing, you need to be aware of your surroundings, like you said. So the police are already on their way. They don't know this, but it's an in and out job. But obviously, one of them's pulled up their balaclava now. But remember, the girls have caught up now. So as they're running and getting closer now, the girls looked. Obviously, she said the name. I'm not going to say the name, but boom. I'm like, rah, yeah. All right, cool. So when I saw her and heard who it was, because remember, when you're getting beaten up and all that, yeah, you're, you're not as much alert. You like get someone's me. stabbing you, you're thinking survival. S survival <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah. You're just not aware yeah, yeah, and you're, yeah, yeah, you're drowsy yeah, yeah, yeah. and you've been concussion, but you're still with it, but you're not. But I saw a face and I was in utter shock who it was. I said, yeah, all right, cool, mad. So it just was a bit mad after that. But then obviously it weren't for me. Mm. What happened wasn't for me. Who, the people that, obviously, you know when people go outside to smoke, and I don't smoke, but a couple of times we was going outside to catch a breath for fresh air, blah, 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 blah. I was standing with certain people, you get it? And them man, Inwood Green, where Metro Bank is, there's an alleyway that leads onto the road, the back road where I parked my car. They were scheming from from probably set up shop for about an hour, plotting. So, about how they were going to catch you? No, who they were after. Oh. So... Where I was standing next to that person, they were beaming with binoculars, preying. But it all made sense after. Obviously, yeah, it was mad. So obviously that got laid to rest and I had to call, done. Obviously I found out who it was, cool, cool, cool. So then my mum and dad flew me to Trinidad for four months, innit? Because I'm still kind of young and it's a bit of a, it's, everyone's panicky, innit? Was there for four months, I come back now. So this is where it starts now, like... I got stabbed the day I come off the plane now. You're joking. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So this is the movie now. So obviously, wait one minute, I need some water. So <laughs> like, this mad, you get it? Like, sorry. <laughs> so boom now. Obviously, so I've come off now. I've come off the plane now. I've gone home, dropped off my suitcase, gone Nando's, done a couple errands. Then I've gone to a bar called Bar Ab in Wolfham Cross. Mm. It's been closed down now because of my situation. Um... I honestly believe in the depths of my heart someone set us up because I was with the man them again. So then obviously I'm in and out of the club now, but you see me like I'm a very paranoid person. I'm still paranoid up to now, self-explanatory, but I'm much more aware. And you see, as you start to grow older, you start to mature mm. when you want better for yourself. Uh, it's all it's all dem stemmed on the environment that you're in, the company that you keep, and you start to feel much better within yourself and with life because you don't want to be on edge. Imagine my parents and family are on edge, but imagine how the person who, what it happened to is feeling. And I'm very paranoid, bro. But my motto is I stay paranoid to be on point. You get me? But to a degree now, I'm not as shaky as I was. I'm very sketchy at times, but it's cool. It's only certain things, but I stay paranoid to stay on point. That's just me. So my bridging, like we was at, we was outside now. We was outside now. So yeah, we was outside now. So I'm like, my bridging come up to me running was like, no, tell a lie. We went inside. He was outside on the phone. He's come running in saying, small man, that was my name then, isn't it? Small man. So he was like, yo, small man, like there's bare man outside with certain colour bandanas. You get it? So I don't want to implicate no one, but. Yeah, yeah, cool. So like, rah, I've looked outside, brother. It looked like Spartans. <laughs> 
and the Vikings together coming for man. <laughs> I said, raw, not again, man. So I've said to the bouncer, look, listen, it's about to be a massacre in about 10 seconds. Get, get me out of here now. Just know what's about to happen. It was that deep. So he's like, cool. Let me, he looked and he thought, shit, he's told the rest of security, but they're like, they're lightweight. What we saw coming up the road looked like a fucking smoothie, bro. Not even a movie, a smoothie, bro. It was mental. So it looked so intimidating. I said, rah. So I've gone through the back door now. Obviously, the man then rup, 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 jumped over fences, boom, at the back alley. But it's like they had a master plan because the back of the clubs and the shops and all that, there's an alleyway which then led onto other roads. But when you come out at the back of there, you're in an alleyway and there's, there's two gates on either side. So in order to get in those alleyways, you need the key. If not, you've got to climb, but it was quite high. Mm. So if we've gone onto it and there's one here, in order to go left and right, we're going to have to get over it or get the key because you should, what are you doing in the back there anyway? So it's like them man went in the alley, they scattered everywhere. So obviously as I'm, as I've gotten through the back now, I've climbed over a fence Bro, it's like cat and mouse. It was nuts. I'm running. I've stopped. I've looked. I've seen them. I'm like, shit, let me hide behind the wall. Then I've carried on getting up again. It was like a game, bro. It was like San Andreas, dog. It was mud. So I'm running now. I've stopped behind the car. I was like, shit, I could hear them all breathing, bro. It was mad. There he is. There he is. But I weren't there. But they thought that it was me there. But it weren't me there. But I'm preying them. But they're not preying me because I'm preying them. They don't know where I am. It was nuts. So then two twos. I've come out now. But I've come out too soon. I was like, ah. So I've done a U turn. What do you think I've run into? Seen them. No, I've done in, run into a dead end alleyway. <sighs> dead end alleyway. Long. So I said, yeah, this is it. I'm gone. This time I saw the blades, kitchens, everything. I said, yeah, I'm gone. Literally, I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone. I'm done for. I'm gone. Like, and like, it's scary because this story, this situation, it still it upsets me more like than the first one. Because it's like you you've, you you tried to kill me in it like it's mad and it really upsets me because I'm like raw like you really left me for dead bro and it's just see when you when you saw them did you freeze up what I froze think? as fuck but I, I I froze but I I ran back on myself you go into panic mode mm. but imagine this I forgot to say there was girls there that I knew that we all knew just different girls imagine there was girls sitting in a car now knew what was going on they knew about this gang violence stuff in it the girl was calling my name you know to help me get in the car and i had seconds to get in that car so she could get me away but i'm panicking i'm hearing my name but i'm keeping my eye on them i'm thinking how am i gonna get processing i'm not processing it but she's calling me like and i could i remember it like it was yesterday she was doing that and then after when i spoke to her she's like you do know that you had a good amount of seconds to get in the car and we could have got you away but i'm not thinking like that at the time i'm telling you bro when you're in that you're not thinking right so then obviously that's what got me i've turned on a u-turn and literally ran into a brick wall nowhere i'm all trying to climb the wall bro it was i was that scared so I'm thinking, yeah, that's it. So obviously I'm getting beaten up now. And you don't feel when you're getting stabbed. It's a fact. Because your body goes into overdrive and it and it tenses. And then your blood is flowing to a point of degree. Like, you don't feel nothing. So obviously I'm just getting licks now. But I'm fighting back now. But then I've dropped on the floor. Cool. My body's giving in. I'm losing blood. But then all I remember them saying is, hey, you lot leave him. I think he's dead. But it wasn't that bad man. Oh, he's dead. It was that. Oh, oh shit. We've killed, we've killed him. I could hear. So then they run off. But I'm, I'm, I'm tapping out. 
Like, if I didn't crawl out of that alleyway, I would have died in that alleyway. The amount of blood that they said that I lost, yeah, they're like, what the hell? You know when you see it on them casualty programmes and after hours, 24 hours in A&E and all that, like, right, they would say, oh, you're lucky to be alive. But I'm not dis 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 discriminating that, but sometimes they over-exaggerate it for the camera. But you see my thing, bro? I was on a life support machine for about four days. They're not allowed to turn it off without your parents' consent, but to a degree of, all right, it can't be on for too long because it costs them money. Mm. Like that machine really does keep you alive. Without that machine, I would have been gone. So they, they when I remember the, the girl running, there was two two girls, one of them ran in a hospital. I went to Chase Farm. They ran in, obviously said whatever. They come out with a stretcher. But I'm, when I'm telling you I'm tapping out, like she's hitting me, innit? Because if I go to sleep, my body's going to shut down. Because when you go to sleep, your body shuts down, innit? You're still alert and awake. Well, but you're, relaxes. You're relaxes, yeah. So she's like, don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep. So she's just trying to wake me up. We've got to the hospital. They've dragged me out, put me on a stretcher. And I remember that there was a, a pregnant doctor that was leaving her shift. They've called her back in to, to help. And I just remember, all I remember was my body going up and down. So that they was resuscitating me, innit? Um, and then, yeah, I woke up on the ward. Looked at myself in the mirror, I looked like a mess. Couldn't couldn't piss normally. I had a tube at me, things up my nose, my eyes, there, I was stabbed everywhere. I was looking like I weren't me. So I was like, rah. Saw my mum and dad. There was police there. It was a lot. It was a lot. Luckily I was on my grandma's ward. She works in the hospital. They put me on her ward. So now imagine my grandma seeing me like that now. It's not a nice sight, is it? It's not a nice sight. But I read it through and I'm here today. And that's the path where you start to find God. Yeah. Not even straight away, because I, I throughout it. Then after that, now I got shot at. But he's like, okay, that was a mistake, by the way. Then I had oh, acid by mistake. They thought you were someone else. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, for fuck's sake! Like, this is shit gonna end. This is some crucial shit. I'm really dodging death here. You get it? Then I had as battery acid thrown in my face, burnt off my face. I was like, raw. Serious. But your face is healed though. Like yeah, it? yeah. Like here, there is, can oh, you see yeah. a couple of dark, yeah, yeah. there's a keloid somewhere. Oh yeah. 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 And then I don't know, can you see anything on that? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Did it hit you clean or did you Clean. Clean. Or? Like it was like here, but we went to, I don't know if you lot know a club called Liquid. Yeah, in yeah. area Watford back in <laughs> yeah, the day Watford, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I know, like, yeah, yeah. that's like <laughs> baptism of fire I, yeah. I grew up in like the the, the loot in Hertfordshire area so yeah. like when you turn 18 you, that's you where go, you go, go, go and to the uni raves yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so we went there cool. going back to the car but there was a lot of guys there that were having beef with other guys so everyone's gone to the car park so it was like a whole loads of man them and it was accident you know what that's a melting pot because you got you got man from Luton coming there. They yeah. The, the man from outside of like on the edge of North, like Enfield, Edmonton. Yeah. All, in. And they're all bucking up yeah. in one place. Yeah. You know what I see? It's like, you know, when you go Romford mm. and you get man from Leighton and you get man from Newham all bucking up. And there's and one club leave, in, in, Romford. in Romford. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. There was one in Romford. The one in Luton was always hot. Yeah, but Luton, that's where they stopped there. Always going out hot. in Luton. That was, there was a bait yeah. rave in Romford, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. Luton and Watford and area and that. What was it? Oceana in. Oceana and area. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like everyone was there. Going to the car now. All I heard was, oi, whoom. Serious. When I tell her, screaming, ah. Yeah, I must hurt, bro. It was going like that. How'd you get off? 
had to, first I was running up and down, panicking like I'm. Ma- did you manage to? It's like miraculously I blinked. Yeah, you probably closed your eyes. Like, oh, what's at that? the time, yeah, 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 yeah. because imagine if it's like that fraction of a second. No, imagine if, it was, so if you see someone do it naturally. Naturally, you're gonna go like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if for any second it was open, I will gone. Mm. So I thought, cool. So then obviously I went to someone took me to the. Harlow, was it in Harlow? No, where did I say? Watford, Watford, Watford Hospital. Cool. All they had to do is keep putting water on it. Nothing more than water mm. until they done tests. Then they said, all right, cool. They done tests and they said it was battery acid. They was like, do you know how lucky you are? Because if that was normal acid, your filter would have been melted. It would have gone like normal acid. Are you mad? So they said, that's still bad, but it's fixable. It's doable to, all right, cool. You might be a few scars, but we can put certain things. Yeah, I was say, because before you said it, I didn't really You didn't know it and something. Yeah, yeah. So then obviously they sent me to Chelmsford Hospital. Is it Chelmsford? Yeah, where they do skin grafts and all that. So they said, yeah, look, the surgeon was like, you actually don't need a skin graft. Like you, you, you need to just let that heal. And we can give you ointment. And it worked. And I was like, okay, cool. Thank God. Bro. Yeah, thank God. And then, yeah, since that, I was like, okay, cool. And then um, I, after all the Mazar, then I went to Trinidad again for three months. And then I came back and then that was it. Don't worry, nothing yeah, happened. I was waiting time. for it. Yeah, yeah then I got worry. shot this time. <laughs> yeah, this shot this I got time, kidnapped. Like, yeah, kidnapped this time. Yeah. So I thought, no, nah, no, nah, that's when I thought, all right, cool. So where does it all change then? It all changes. Like when I went to jail, I'd done a like two year stretch, went to jail, come out. Can you say what it was or no? no. Yeah, it was gang violence. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All to do with the same. Mm. You get Wait, me? Gang was sort of like. Gang related, Edmonton Tottenham. Oh, okay. I was in the Edmonton gang. Boom, boom, boom. You get it? So, yeah. So. That was that there. Cool. So I've gone through that mad, dark period of madness. Then I'm thinking, cool, along the way, I'm making babies. Like with beer gallus, mad Lincoln. How, how, how many baby mums you got? Four baby mums, <laughs> seven youths. Yeah, and it's crazy. Active. <laughs> Active. But you know what's mad? You see, when I was stemming to you lot saying about the love, I denied my own love. And I was so broken and denied my own self. I was finding love in women. It's fair to say, I'm real. Because I was always with another woman. Always with another woman. It's just like, cool. When they said they're breeding, I w- why was I not the one like, no, going mad. I just was moving so blasé, which wasn't cool. But I was f- broken. I was broken as a person. And I'm happy <coughs> to admit that. And that's what's good about me. I'm very real. And it's good because there's a lot of people that are suffering in silence. And I keep saying that. It's that. So many people out there suffering. But they don't know how to speak. One because they're of their, speaking out using their actions, like you. Here we go. Some, some because of their pride and ego. Some because they don't know how to. And some show it in different ways, like you say, your actions. So that's where I come as a motivational person to speak. So then I would say, my last partner left me a year ago. It's been like sixteen months now. I loved her dearly. Still love her dearly. And it's crazy because I actually thought I was going to be with her forever because it was very in sync. But she was going through a lot of trauma. When I first met her, I like kind of, with one of my baby mums, after I split up with her, I was on and off with her for some time. Then I found, I should have took time out to heal then. This is like a good few years ago, a couple of years ago. But then I met this new person. So cool, it was great. Everything was going good. But you can always stimulate and feel and see and hear when somebody isn't at peace with themselves because it's very, you know, when someone's, a woman's used to somebody dealing with them wrong. Mm. And then someone good comes along, they can't deal with it. So they try and coerce and then they're just dealing with me in a type of way. And I'm like, this ain't making sense. But you know, I'm good for you. But rah, 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 all right, cool. Then I'm acting out of character sometimes. And it's just periodic and it's not changing. She's ended it. 
You see from that last year, yeah? I said, F this. I'm going on mad mode now. I'm just going to, I'm going to put my all into me. I'm going to find me again. That moment on the 7th of August, 2022, that's the day that I found myself. And I said, yeah, Jerome, you need to lock in and find you again. Is that when you got back into acting? Yeah. No, that's when I got, um, gave, gave myself to God. Oh, that's when she, that's God. when she ended it. But I made a choice to say, you, bro, you're, you're just going round and round and round and round. You're getting older now. Because there has to be that pivot moment where what was that, that breaking that chain, that cycle? Everyone needs that and wants that sometimes, but they don't know how to. But I had to make a sacrifice to say, I've got to do it, man. It's going to be hard because I'm used to being with people or being around friends and doing this and doing that. And then from that moment, I said, you know, I just, I, it's God. What was the sacrifice? My sacrifice was just no longer hanging around with people at all. No more women. To no, celebrate now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we say star. That was Joe. Star. Joe. That was Joe. That was Joe. Joe star stutter stutter. You get me? That star was mad. You see when you you hook, he hooked me so nice. What do I say? Okay, let me answer to that question. That was nang. Cause you see the view. The views are gonna love that bit. Yeah. Like, when I say not giving myself to a woman, because a man that can hold his um, sexual pleasures is a very disciplined man and 100%. a strong man. 100%. And, okay, what I will say is this is mad, but I, I'm, bro, I'm real, bro. I was still laying down with one of my babe moms. Mm. I'm real. But what I wasn't doing is searching for women. Okay. I wasn't going out, still linking. So that was a sacrifice that I said to myself, Ra, like, let me hold myself to myself and focus on me, evolve, find myself again, heal, find my traumas, my inner traumas from the core. Because it can always look good on the exterior, but you need to find those deep-rooted issues, issues that trigger you and bother you and identify them. And two things I'll say to you lot, yeah, you see in life, which is very paramount, Life is all about accepting and forgiving. When you can accept what will be, will be. But we like to hang on because we, we, we feel like, no, but then in the Bible it says, do not lean on your own understanding. Because when a lot of us like to lean on our own understanding and think we know it's the way, but our life has been written, bro. And I let God lead the way. But it's crazy because if you don't accept, you're always going to be, it's heaviness on yourself. And that's what I always say to people, people that are so angry with the world and holding so much resentment and hate. In all fairness, you can fire shots, but who's the only person hurting? Yourself. That's why you need to let that go. I was very angry with the world. Self-explanatory. It's no one's fault that I got stabbed. I got bullied. I got shot out. I got this. I got that. It's not my, it's not no one's fault. I, it was something that I went through that I didn't know how to deal with alone. So I was always angry with people. Literally, I was always angry, like catching up with people, just acting just not cool but then i understood later on and felt to myself bro like what you're doing is you're damaging yourself to a point of degree like you're just meant to come in mentally unstable and and then i got diagnosed with mental health as well Serious. yeah uh, ptsd and bipolar so 
Yeah, I can't lie, but getting stabbed that many times. Yeah. Not having PTSD. Yeah. You would have done well not to have that. Not have that, yeah. That's traumatic. Yeah, and I appreciate it, man. Yeah. So it's like having dealing with that as well, and that's his narrative, and I just felt, all right, cool. But like, for me, I said to myself, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take time out. That that was the main thing. Let me take time out, reevaluate and assess what I'm about to do now. And I thought, you know what, bro, just go and give yourself to God, man. Because I'm always praying and God is real, bro. I'm telling you. Why, why God? You know, people give like, what made you think oh, God? Because I was born a Christian mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I'm a strong believer in prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's just what, what I feel is for me. Um, and God speaks to us through prayer and through spirit. And every time, every time I do pray, I feel it. And my, my prayers are always being answered. And I just think it's very wholesome. And I think the day that I did get myself baptized, like it was, it was such an amazing feeling. It was an amazing feeling. I tell you that. And some people say like, did you feel a change straight away? Or did it come in time? I kid you not, bro. The moment I got like, laid down in the water and come back up but i was reborn again literally i've not stopped chasing god since that day i chase it bro every single day i pray every single day and you know what i stay true to myself i'm still healing but i've made such a dramatic transformation this year and it is just so graceful bro like it feels good and i keep saying it on every podcast that i go on bro words can't even express how i feel now i feel brand new and it's funny because i'm jerome again i was once i was once born as jerome then i was small man then i was obviously my artist name is jab darush but do you know what's crazy bro now that i've found jerome again it feels weird why would it feel weird if I'm meant to be who God created me to be, which is Jerome? But you get so lost and damaged in the midst of life that you, you lose that tunnel vision and you lose touch, touch and sense of who you are. So now that I've got back to being me, I'm like, rah, this, this feels good. That is how broken I was and finished I was. And there's a lot of people out there that are, are, are in that predicament or feeling and situation and don't know have any form of way and i always tell people people say i ain't got no hope or i can't do this i don't believe in that word i can't mm. once you put your mind something i'm i'm the i'm the, I'm the manifest king bro anything i put my mind to it, it it comes to fruition it's funny you touched on a point um earlier that yeah okay you mentioned something and i think it's important for a progressive message to the people and um but i wanted to let you run through what's yeah. happened to you is you said that you realized the boys you were chilling with they don't care about you mm. what was that realization and what made you come to that that you finally realized that oh, it was just the fact that yeah they didn't no one really come to see me in hospital no yeah. one no one really like rid out for me at the time when that mentality was about no one just cared mm. it was just no one cared after that as well not even my well-being but I was still spreading love, man, giving love. So So how did this transition into the the movie that you're in now? With the movie, some otherhood, I I just I started really going in full force. Yeah, when did you get back into acting? Acting. Well? I only been back into acting properly this year, the past few months. Damn. It's and you landed something a bit- so quick. Because I'm bro, I'm I'm fearless and I like I muscle memory like that foundations of when you're a kid. Yeah, brought it back. Like and for said, me, like I did martial arts, <coughs> and even so much when I did boxing casually when I was like twenty-one, they were like, 
what martial art did you do before? Yeah. And so young and I hadn't done martial arts for years. Yes. You, know, you learn things as a kid. You don't really lose it. Lose it. Yeah. And that's what it is for me. Because I remembered, like you said, but I said this year, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to go in. I'm going to put my all into every single thing that I do. I'm relentless. Like you see with me, bro, I don't stop. I keep going. I keep going. I keep going. And I said, I, I ask God to bless me with more opportunities for my music, more for my modeling, more for my fashion, more for the acting. Yeah. But it's all about putting in that work, bro. I've been grinding hard and hard and hard and hard and every day. And it's not always about what you know, it's who you know. 100%. It's always about your personality and how people perceive you and your perception, how you carry yourself, what comes out of your mouth, yeah? You need to have a level of professionalism for people to even take a look in, in you, bro. How you carry yourself, your vocabulary, how you present yourself, your image. And you see me, brother, I move in a certain unique way about myself and I'm always by myself. I pull up, I've just come back from Birmingham and Wolverhampton. Got changed, come back, I'm here now. Had a fashion show yesterday, went very well. I knew I had the thing with you, doing this. And it's all about that growth. So that's where we're at right now, bro. And I'll be honest with you, I kid you not, like... I'm in a really, really, really good position right now. And I'm trying to spread that nurturing and that love to help everybody out there. Because that's what I do. I'm powered up, bro. I'm powered up. I can tell you got the juice right Yeah, there. I'm powered up, bro. And that's not all because of the fame and all this is coming. I don't give a rocks, bro. Do you know what it is? I love doing what I do. I'm so pure hearted and clean that people can't comprehend why I'm like this. Because it's me. So, so how'd you go about landing such a big role? Big yeah. role. Okay, so... I, I just always went to places like where other people was going that had nothing to do with me and just made myself known, getting to know people. There was the castings. I've always applied for castings. I've always signed up to agencies. I've done the groundwork. I've done my bit for them to people to reach out to me. Um, it's been word of mouth. People who you know as well. Some people said to me, look, Jab, there's something going on. I know in-house people. It might be good filling an application form i've really sat down and done the application form i've done those things so that's how it was that one come about through someone busting me my bridge in um montana and i literally went for the for the audition then after that i got picked and then i was on a three-day set and then it just grew and grew and grew and evolved and i said raw and in between that, i've done other little bits and pieces but i said right this is mad this is literally crazy bro it's mad and i was like Going to the premiere and seeing myself on it and then being in the credits, I was like, rah, this is mad. That's a crazy feeling, especially considering yeah. everything that you've mentioned today as well. Yeah, it's mad, bro. But it's onwards and up upwards. I'm happy and gratitude is a must. Every single day I'm grateful for life within itself. Everything else is a is a blessing, bro. That's all it is. And that's that's all I can say. I can't say nothing more because I'm just enjoying every moment of every day. And I've got a lot a lot of love to give now, happily, and not feeling like I've got to throw it out to be loved. My love is more pure and authentic now because I've accepted me now. And I love me again now. And I'm very selective with who I'm around. I've taken back my energy. I've learned to say no. I'm not a people pleaser and my boundaries are sky high now. You don't get that from me. You don't get that from me now. And it's hard for people to coerce and comprehend how he's like this now. Because it's always been in me to do that. But now I, I've found myself again and people can't do it. So that means God is just releasing these people from my life and placing the correct people. And like I keep saying, my cutoff game is savage right now. <laughs> yeah, it's savage. You don't get that from me now. Yeah. If you can't utilize anything for me or if you don't, if it doesn't fit within what I'm doing. Add any value to your add life. Add any value to my life. Then I'm sorry. I'm trying to be a millionaire. I will be. 
I'm trying to get to a pinnacle of my life and manifest for greatness, not for richness, for wealth, my bro. Mm. I've got seven kids. I've got a mum and dad. How many men are out there that can say if their mum or dad or anybody passed away, touch wood, could you fend for that funeral, bro? But you're out here buying Dior's. It means nothing. But what people do is look at me and think, I know how to piece things together, bro. I'll shop in Selfridges. I'll shop in Primark. I'll shop in H&M. But it's not about that. Don't worry about what I'm doing. If I'm able and capable, that's because I'm able and capable. But I've got money in my bank. I've got investments. I'm trying to do everything. I still work two nine to fives. Whatever you do in life does not determine, yeah, you in a, in a negative way unless you are doing bad. Yeah, never let people deter you away from who you are meant to be. Not from who you are now, from who you are meant to be. And people always suffer with depression because of <coughs> um, indecision. Mm. They, they, they overthink. And indecision is when you start overthinking and you're indecisive. When you're indecisive about something, you don't know how to make up a, a solution or result because you're overthinking. And a lot of people suffer because they allow other people to deter them, them, themselves away from their own self. That's why you've got to not let people in your boundaries protect yourself. It's called peace of mind. Peace of mind, trust me. And on that note, Bro, that, was, that was proper motivational speech. I, I oh, was just like, I can't you. even, I can't even get, get. Oh, get thank you, bro. I was, just, I was just like, I need to let you float around. Oh, thank you, man. Do you know what though? I was gonna be cheeky. Yeah, yeah no, go on, bro. Because I know you sing. I would love to sing, bro. And I want to get a, a, a for is the there, point. Is there any music we can play? You got a speaker or something quickly or something, bro? Is there a speaker anyway? I don't know, my my, oh. my my beats a bit offbeat if I start clapping, bro. Oh. <laughs> the speaker, we can play it out loud. I can play it on off, my phone. Off the phone? Yeah, yeah. yeah same same man. Phone. <coughs> yeah, we ready. First yeah. Domino freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's go, man. Let's run it. You know me. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I am thankful. For the blessings that he gave to me in my life And I am grateful for the time that I spent with him Oh, I was searching for a bit of me But now I found me again So they Tried to take myself Away from me But I put my trust in G-O-D That's who saved me it's your boy Jab the Rouge, Big Dripper. You already know, man. Come on, bud. <laughs> nah, I enjoyed that. Well, that's one Thank of the you. best sign offs right there, yeah. boy. Yeah. Listen, you've seen it here again, Domino Effect. Is there anything else you got coming up that you want to just tell um, people, plug yourself? Yeah, so there's a new film coming out called Growing Pains. Big up um, Natasha Adams, the director. I'm in that. You're in that? Yeah. The um, last message to jump on, because um, okay. I know Wass from back in the day. Yes. So they messaged me like saying, oh, they want to jump on. Get them I on. Know, and I saw Wass was here. I was just like, oh, bro. Yeah. I've known him from like... From way back. Uh, Briz, you know Wass as well? He went Palmer's. 
South Asian brother. He tried to remember. Once he sees yeah, the yeah, face, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I saw him. I was like, bro, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing yeah. really well at the moment, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm so in they're, that. They're supposed to jump on as well. Yeah. Okay. So I reach out to them again. Actually. Yeah, get them on, man. They're doing big things. So I'm in that. Um, I'm in the process of writing a book. Oh, sick. Um, and it's called Small Man, my old name. And in the process of making the film as well. So we started filming it as well. Um, and yeah, man, I've got uh, the fashion show that I had yesterday was amazing. Uh, big up Monique. Uh, big up the Culture Runway. Um, I just want to bring up my, my guy Afi as well. Knowledge is power. And so much is coming in the pipeline, man. But I'm just taking every stride as it comes and just flowing and just sailing. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Big up, man. You know what to do, like, share, subscribe, people. You get me? Skia.